Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Hey, welcome everybody to the Hit Parade Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Pat Mancuso and Tom Hughes. And well, quite frankly, gentlemen, I'm tired. Uh, I'm still exhausted. All three of us went to the National. Uh, it was a week of just, God, it was a lot. But it's even though it's a lot and you're there for hours and hours, it's still a lot of fun. It's still ridiculous. Like hanging out with your, you know, it's, I'm going to say this differently. John Grimaldi put it the best where he said it's like going to war. And that's kind of what it's like. Like we're all in the trenches together and helping people. We set records with sales and buys and just, oh, there's so much that happened. Tom, I'll let you start off and talk about it because, well, again, I'm tired and you're going to know more. Let's go. <laughs> um, so this is my fourth national, my yeah. third in Chicago. And I, I guess the best way I can talk about it is I was in San Diego the week before. Yeah, you're nuts. And I was talking to people and people were like trying to compare San Diego to the national. And I said, you know what? San Diego Comic-Con made the national look like a local show. Mm-hmm. That's That was really? what I told people. Oh, yeah. And then I went to this year's national. And I was like, I got to step back that statement big time. Oh, this national had way more like corporate boots. Everybody stepped their game up. Like you walked around and it wasn't just dealers with tables. Everybody had crazy booths, um, whether it was in the corporate area. If you walked in the breaker pavilion, if you went around the breaker pavilion to the brand new area that they never had before. And they had these crazy setups. um, Everyone stepped their game up. Everyone came to play this week, and it showed. I want to know the numbers. Because when I went to the New York City Comic Con, the numbers per day were 75,000 people per day. And I, to be honest with you, that was pretty consistent of with how the, how the national was. I mean, there was maybe not as many per day, but if, man, it felt like it. You were so many people with so many interests in the hobby. It was great to just talk to people and kind of get to learn the reason why they're there, what they're looking for. Have they pulled anything great? They sell anything great? It's just a a, a great place to network. And- yeah, you're not wrong. It was kind of funny because we were at the Hip Parade booth and, and you were at the David Adams booth, so we weren't we were a little further away from I each other. You. But we got to oh, we missed you too, babe. But we got to see like the entrance, like mm-hmm. in line of sight. And you want to talk about people? Like as soon as like they allowed people in, it was akin to like a zombie horde, like where they would break down the fences and just start <laughs> flooding in, and they're just coming at you every different way. And it was crazy, but it was fun, you know. Especially if there was like a giveaway or something, people had to be in line for. So people were just like sprinting to oh, the other yeah. half of the hall. So and, like, so you say that. You didn't even make it to the other side. So if you went all the way around to the other side, there was basically the way this convention center set up. There's walkways to the Hyatt and to a bunch of the hotels that are on the second floor. There was um, an escalator. Just had a constant stream of people coming down the escalator on the other side, on the other entrance. That's nuts. So you had basically three entrances of people just absolutely mobbed the people. Did you get to walk around the whole thing? I did walk around pretty much the whole show. But I mean, like you saw, you saw, so you saw. Everything. I pretty much, I think, I, I think I saw everything. It, it <laughs> I was saw. like I said, compared to every other national, I was, I was blown away by the amount of different booths, new booths, new yeah. companies showing up. Um, it was, just, it was really cool. You know, eBay had a huge presence, uh, and I actually got to break uh, with Mama Breaks, which was super cool. Uh, I was probably a little awkward, especially at first, because I haven't done a break in like almost ever. 
Right. Um, <laughs> we did Star Wars stuff, right? I, yeah, we did we did Star Wars and Marvel stuff. I remember you doing the NBA sneakers too. And the sneakers, that, that was probably the only other time I've actually had to break anything. And <laughs> I remember you going, we were, Jordan! <laughs> and we're in this huge glass case of emotion, a.k.a. a breaker's booth. Yeah. With people just walking around, and we're on camera, and just she's just doing her thing, and I'm just walking watching people walk around everywhere. Um, Sharon from Black Shade of Wolf jumped in the booth with us for a minute. But it was just like this huge, uh, I felt almost like I was at like college game day, like sitting in this, yeah. this booth mm-hmm. announcing things for what's about to come. And it was just cool. It was different. Um, Whatnot had a huge pavilion. Uh, they, I think they sponsored the Breaker Pavilion there. And they had people breaking live all day, mm-hmm. the whole time, multiple breakers. They had a huge main stage where they had people breaking, people doing um, uh, talks and and question and answers and it was it was just Huge. unbelievable mm-hmm. um the amount of resources were people putting into this to help get their name out there to help network um and like i said leaving atlantic city last year there's a little bit of uneasiness i think and i, I think last year's national was really good it was our best national ever um but i felt it was a little underwhelming and walking out of the national this year the, the hobby's in a great place. Um, it really is. Um, I, I know people say, oh, well, the big boom and values were, are lower now. That's fine. The values are where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. There's more money in the hobby than ever. There's so many people vested in the hobby that it's it's super exciting. One of the cool things that, uh, about being at the National, too, is like you follow these guys on Twitch and whatnot and Loop and YouTube, and you see people like Hit Seekers. And you see people like Mama Breaks and you see people like Dap Sports and you see them on camera. But like you can walk around the national and just bump into Daps. Yeah. And you're like, holy cow, I watch you. I'm on your breaks all the time. And it's just like a really cool thing to kind of put the face with the name. And the, everybody's all personable. No one's above saying hi to you. You know, I, I think I called from Daps from across the way when I was helping someone uh, put product at their booth. Turn around. Hey, where are you guys at? I'd love to get together with you guys. I'm like, oh, you know, we're over here. It's a really cool environment to be in because nobody's above the hobby. So you're able to just walk up and basically talk to the owners of all of these great companies. Yeah, you, you know, you walk to back backyard breaks at their booth, and you know, Grant, who's probably one of the most recognizable faces in the whole hobby. Yeah, he's there handing t-shirts out to people. Like, yeah. like just here, here I am. Here, you want a t-shirt? Hey, yeah, cool. Nice meeting you. Talking to people. Um, it's just. Everyone's there to just meet people, talk to people. Um, Card Collector 2 is walking around, and I can only imagine how many times people stopped him to say hello, to take a picture with them. Yeah. Um, like I said, I did a break with Mama Breaks, and we were there waiting for about 15 minutes before our break, and probably four or five people came by and asked for pictures. Uh, so, you know, all, like you said, all these people that are really influential in the, in the place, in the space there, are walking around getting content, meeting people, talking to people. And it's a great way for your average collector who's just going there to maybe pick up a couple of guys for their PC to see some of these people that they see on camera all the yeah. time. How many people stopped you, Tom from HP, for a picture? Um, none. Ah, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Ah, We're going <laughs> to yeah. get you there. We're going to get you there one way or another. But no, it's a really cool event. Um, you, you can you can basically get lifetime customers while being there. Just so, saying hi. So funny story. Uh, hopefully the person is listening. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Logan at the booth and somebody stopped and goes, 
I know that voice. You're on the podcast. That's awesome. So didn't see me, heard my voice, and recognized my voice. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe my, my voice is annoying or something, but they recognize my voice. Probably say, give you a little, a little extra <laughs> electricity. I really, want it to be, yeah. I really want it to be that one person that listens to us in Tanzania. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like someone recognized my voice from the podcast. So that was cool. It's awesome. cool. I really do love that. I wish I was there for that. That would have been really neat. Um, so you got to see the entire floor. You sound like you got to see part of it. I got to see part of it. Um, like so, I was at the I was at the David Adams booth, and Which I was kind of in the middle of everything, right? Yeah, which was right next to Panini, right next to uh, Pristine Auction, right in front of Upper Deck, and then we were also in front of like a bunch of dealers. But I was kind of in the front talking with people. If you needed something to be cashed out while you were waiting, I could take care of that or bring product to your booth or to Tops. It's kind of it was a, a man of the people. Right. So I was kind of able to help people walk around and see like, so I ran into daps and I ran into a bunch of other people there from the hobby that we see at all of our shows all the time. And it's, you know, you get, you get stuck. Like we said, we get stuck in that one section. You don't get to see anything outside of it. And then you travel outside of it. You're like, Holy cow. This is a lot. Yes. So I actually, I, I was able to see the whole floor, but I probably walked the floor the least amount of any national that I've been to. Really? Um, I was, our booth was so busy, yeah. uh, both buying and selling, um, that I that during show hours I really didn't walk around, and I'm actually disappointed. There's a lot of people that I didn't see that I wanted to see, um, so that was a, that was a little bit kind of disappointing. All of a sudden, it was like Sunday, and I'm like, I haven't seen, you know, I didn't, I didn't go and see Mitch from the bullpen. I didn't go, right? You know, you talk about DAPS. I talk to DAPS all the time. I actually never got the chance to go and talk to DAPS. Really? Um, it was just one of those that we were so busy. Yeah. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Like I said, I. Once again, we talk about, you said how well we did with sales and buying. I was blown away by the amount of people that came up to our booth, uh, both to buy and sell us stuff. It's unbelievable to have that opportunity. Um, obviously, on the buying side, there's so many bu- dealers out there trying to buy. And people waiting in line an hour and a half, two hours to sell More cars to that. us um, is incredible. And I, I understand we pay we pay pretty strong. But you know what? We're getting those opportunities regardless. And it's, it's not even that because like when we had we had Eric and Tyler buying for pretty much the entire show when we when we were buying because we had to shut it down sometimes we were out of well, money and to get more you know yeah it was well, crazy and, and we were we were kind of pissing off some of the people around us with this crazy line that well we were that's getting. that's just it um, people are waiting in line for literally some people told me because they came back the next day and I go how long did you actually wait in line for and they said two hours and forty minutes which is insane and that's oh with us still trying to like filter out people who are trying to sell us like. One ten thousand dollar card we would never buy because that's too big for us. So we're filtering out people, and like I remember when things were semi slow at our booth, which I guess they never truly were. Like I would do like one or two smaller deals with somebody who had like eight cars and try and get them out of there quicker. Because again, I feel bad for people who are going to wait and <laughs> two hours just to be told, "Yeah, these aren't for us. See you later." That yeah. it was just insane. And then, like you said, other people around us were like, "Hey, there's so many people in the aisles. What do we do here?" And we we kept altering our booth and trying to figure it out because we're not we weren't in the like the corporate section it's hit parade we were in i don't know the it's a dealer section yeah, just yeah. the dealer section i guess but <clears throat> we were taking up space but so many people wanted to come to talk to us and sell to us and a lot of people like selling to us because they kept complimenting us saying like we like coming to you guys because you're fun you're personable to talk to the deals are always great like a lot of people said it's not even about like the money or how you pay or whatever like that if you pay strong it's just about like the experience of sitting down talking cards etc cetera, etc cetera. and when you get those kind of compliments, it feels like you're doing something right. Yeah, and and that's one thing I, I really I prides me about our buyers is that 
They are very personal. They do want to talk to you. It's not a, you know, they have a line and obviously we want to go through it as fast as possible, but it's not like cards. Okay. Offer done. They want to talk mm-hmm. through you. You, they want to, it's an experience. And a lot of times, a lot of people, it might be their first show and they've never sold a card to someone at a show before. Mm-hmm. So you want to take the time to talk to someone, talk someone through the deal. Cause at the end of the day, I want you to feel good about the deal just as I do. Right. I don't ever want someone walking away from our table saying, wow, they really beat me up. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to do that because at the end of the day, you want to have people that continually sell to us. And we have built up almost a small army. I feel Mm -hmm. like of people that uh, we've created really good relationships with um, first buying. And then maybe, you know, talking to them after the shows and stuff like that. They constantly bring us cards because at the end of the day, that's, it's always a, a struggle for us is making sure we have enough of the right cards to build. Product. Yeah. I felt bad. Cause like, even when we were, when the line was closed, cause we just couldn't buy anymore. There were people that I know we normally deal with. They're like, Hey, you guys ready? Are you still buying? I'm like, ah, not this time. Like Detroit Doug, who's yeah. awesome. And he came back, he came by twice. Uh, he came by the one day and he's like, I was like, dude, you're going to wait like two and a half hours. I don't think you want to do that. Come back tomorrow. And by the time he came back was when we kind of cut it early in the morning. Yeah. And he's like, still on. I was like, ah, brother, I'm sorry. We just, we just can't, you know? And you know, there were other people that we love and deal with that. We, I had to be like, eh, we're not buying right now. And probably won't be for the rest of the show. You guys almost sucks. need like by appointment only. It's- well, so, so it's funny you say that because I I had suggested that the the best way to do it at this point at this point would be some sort of like book an appointment thing for next year right, where right. ten minute intervals per hour and if you have you know Eric and Tyler and like Matt was supposed to be buying two before he couldn't make it there's you know there's thirty slots an hour that we can buy from people instead mm-hmm. of people just blocking the aisles and getting in the way and you know us trying to figure out ways to right. problem shoot that which we did a pretty good job of it but yeah for the most part like there's got to be a better way and that's something we got to look into for next year right nuts. absolutely we've already had that conversation at least the initial one now what, um, if, what if you guys had like a different booth where it was strictly just a buying booth and then a product booth so or to, maybe somewhere so like so part part of the fun and part of the excitement at the booth is that you have both. Right. And you have, you know, you're waiting in line and then, you know, someone opens a box and pulls a Connor McDavid auto or someone pulls, you know, a Nick Chubb helmet or whatever it is. And everybody pops and now the people in line are like, or the byline are trying to, what's that? I want to see, you know. I I had had an older gentleman come by, uh, had no idea what Hip Parade was. Um, He kind of was looking at kind of the stuff and I talked to him for a few minutes and then it was like 20 minutes later, he was still at the booth. I was like, oh, you know, is, is there anything I can help you with, you know, any other questions or anything? And he goes, no, I'm actually just really enjoying watching people open stuff. Yep. So, like, That's he awesome. was just like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm here <laughs> for the national. I want to enjoy it. And he just was having fun watching people open boxes and, yeah. and, and get that excitement. Um, another great thing, obviously, uh, I can't say enough about the guys that were selling the team. I should say the team because Ashley and Ray did a great job. But uh, Dave, Joe, Logan. Mm-hmm. And then customers. Customers did it for us. Like we would be like, oh yeah, whatever. I love when that happens. Yeah, and then the customers, customers, you remember from last year. Yeah, dude, I remember yeah. when like, that happens. That was, was the best. best part is somebody like, oh, what can I get out of this box? And the best were like, oh, I just bought two of those. I got this and this. It was great. And they tell people. Sign and, me up. And it was, and literally it's, obviously if I'm telling someone, hey, this is a great product. Right. I built the product or whatever. You're, you're going to take it with, okay, grain of salt. Of course he's going to say it's a great product. But when you have customers coming up and saying that and, you know, customers like, oh, who'd you pull? Like, there's a general excitement around the whole booth 
that just makes it more fun. Yeah. Well, shout out to Justin Jefferson guy from, <laughs> from like two booths over. He found out that one of our hits in Football Emerald was um, a Justin Jefferson card that he's been looking for for his PC. Wow. And we had, I want to say it was it was three or four cases we brought him. I think it was three Emerald. cases. And he, he bought a whole case because he knew it was one of his. Like, well, you have a it's one out of ten right, shot right, of it being right. in there. He bought the whole case. He went back to his booth and ripped it and It wasn't in there. So he came back and announced to everybody else that if anybody buys Football Emerald and they pull that Jefferson card, it's he has a standing $1,400 offer for that card immediately. Oh, my God. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody went nuts <laughs> and just bought all my <laughs> like, I'll buy it. I'm going to box wars in it. And yeah. needless to say, all of the Football Emerald sold like that after he put it up. And Nobody pulled that card. <laughs> yeah, right, Unfortunately, those, those was the ones the yeah. rub sometimes. Well, we brought three cases. That means it had only a 30% chance of being there. But right. if it was there, we are going to have a very happy fella. So hopefully he yeah. went to the website and bought out the rest of Football Emerald on it. Yeah. And uh, maybe he's got his card now. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was great. Um, you know, day one, have a family come up, buy a big box. I think it was the second big box we sold the whole time. Yeah. Pull a Muhammad Ali autographed ring bell. Like, it was just, it's like, it's the stuff that you, you don't expect. Like, I knew it was in there because um, I knew that was one of the big hits. But it was still, like, one of those things you saw it and it got pulled and everyone just went nuts. Like, yeah. holy crap, that's in there? A Muhammad Ali, like. The big it, boxes are awesome. They're, they're the best things ever. Like, five to nine pieces of autographed memorabilia. And, like, the best part is when we're selling it. We don't know what's in there because yeah. we don't build them. We want to yeah. see you know, it. We too. do the so we do the card bad. like card card products and memorabilia products are different. You know, like it, it hip parades. So we're selling it to you. We know what could be in there, but we don't actually know like everything. So they're just when you're pulling out like again, race you sign Kyle Bush uh NASCAR helmets. NASCAR helmets, and you're like, I've never seen that before. It's right. ridiculous. Yeah. And they yeah. pulled another one, and you know, like people are pulling the Otani jersey or like a Stefan Diggs jersey or various posters and a whole bunch of ridiculous stuff. Those big boxes are so much fun, and so I love much. that. Mo- I love that most people open them there, yeah, because that just brings more people in, and more people are watching, and they're freaking out. And then all of a sudden, people go, "Well, I want two of those now, right. and I want three. And it's like, all right, this well, is the best. Yeah, one of my favorite moments was someone got one of the quarterback exclusive helmets. They pulled a Justin's Fields, great one, <laughs> and he goes, "I will sell this for anyone for four hundred dollars right now, so I can buy another one." Literally, this woman goes in her purse. Gets four hundred dollars, hands it to him. She gets the Justin Fields helmet. And <laughs> he, he buys, buy, another, he buys <laughs> another helmet. He, now the guys out here selling crack. <laughs> yeah, but, but like literally, it was like, oh, that's a cool hit. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? I, that's not who I want. I want to chase somebody different. If I can get another helmet out of this, I'll do it. And it immediately traded it. It was great. Who, who knew that selling a Justin Fields helmet in Chicago was going to be was so easy? Yeah, but that, that must have <laughs> went faster than anything. But um, it was it was nuts. Like overall, I mean. Like, that's why I asked if you got to see part of the show, because I didn't like we were I was tethered to the booth for much the entire time because yeah. there's so many people there. But like besides, you know, trying to sell to us, but buying our stuff and opening it. And it's just always exciting. And it's weird because you blink and it feels like it's been 20 minutes and it's been three hours. because right. We're just selling stuff. People are opening it. People are talking about their cards they're doing box wars. They're opening mem. They're opening this, that, the other thing. It's crazy. And all of a sudden it's like we had money drops. And like, that's the only time I walked out of the booth was. Yeah. We had to go to Dave and Adams because that's where we were leaving. Like, was it busy? Our cash. It was crazy. Was it busy for you guys? Like, as soon as the doors open, 
Is that like at David Adams, it was like, as the doors open, people were at the booth. Let's go. It's time to rock. A little bit. Um, the reason the booth would get busy right away is because people were trying to get in line early to sell right, the cards. Right, yeah. uh, that would make people around that made people around our booth right but that's away. That's good though, because then yeah. people are like, Oh, what, what's you going tend on to over notice there? you tend to notice, especially for hip parade, is that people come harder at the end where they're gonna just be like we want our memorabilia, but I don't want to buy it at 10 o'clock and then yeah. walk around with a basketball. Yeah, 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 now, yeah. some people realized if they bought these things, they just leave them behind the booth and then come back for them. Other people were like, oh, I'm going to come back for it, blah, blah. So people would come back and then on their way out. So the last like three hours of the show for us is probably our most profitable. Yeah, it just doesn't stop. It just yeah. constantly like, all right, I'm sitting here, I'm ripping stuff. I'm going to have fun with it. And I'm going to take it all home. Right. And then that's when all of a sudden people are buying four boxes of kicks to get their autographed shoe or like a three P for a basketball and a Jersey or, you know, or just a regular football Jersey or my God, you name it. We pretty much had it called flags. And then of course all the cards. And well, we had some big hits on cards too. And that really helped too. Yeah. And so we took numbers that we did last year in Atlantic city and said, Hey, we gotta, we gotta adjust what we brought. Cause last year we ran out of football on like Thursday night in Atlantic yeah, city. So we're like, still didn't bring enough. We were like, let's, let's, Let's do it up. We brought four full runs well there of football. We brought double all the high end stuff, thinking, all right, we we've we went from like I wanna say like we last year we brought like four hundred and some football boxes to we brought like almost eight hundred football boxes this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're we're gonna be in good shape. And by Sunday we had one football product left and that sold out a couple hours in. Uh, just absolutely insane. It's awesome. It's it, it once again, it's you guys, got, you guys got some great customers. It, it's, it really is a testament to, to the to the brand we've been able to build and, and the customer base that that we've been able to build. Um, and it, like I said, it seeing where it was five years ago. So my first national um, hip parade had about four tables in a little corner of the David Adams booth. And I worked the hip parade booth by myself selling stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think I sold like, $30,000 worth of hit parade in a week. And everyone's like, wow, that's great. So to see where it was in my first national in Chicago to seeing where it is now is just, it's incredible. And couldn't be more proud. I mean, we're proud of the team we have to, to make it all happen. Um, and couldn't be happier with, with the customers. Like I said, at the end of the day, the coolest part of it is the customer interaction because so much of our stuff is bought online or through other breakers that buy our product and break that we often, we don't get to interact with the end consumer. We're interacting right. with breakers. We're interacting with people, with those uh, kind of that level of, of customers to see the average person coming in, uh, buying two boxes, one box, and then they buy one box of this. And then they'd sit around for like 10, 15 minutes and go, you know what? Let's, let's do another one. Right. Uh, it's just, it's so much fun. That's awesome. So next year's national. It's in Cleveland. Cleveland. So Thank it's much, yeah, right. Thank God. And be a much quicker drive for us. God. I will say that is the, tra- the travel, the travel nine hours is probably the most gruesome part of it. But like, that's with anything you traveling nine hours via car. It's, I would sign up for the national in Chicago every single year. Oh, why is that? One, the area in Rosemont is one of my favorite places. Yeah. Um, people, a lot of people know, um, that back area has a lot of different bars, a lot of different things to do. So for me, someone who likes to have a, a beverage or two after, afterwards and kind of talk to customers, you know, hang out with the team. You know, we went out mm-hmm. with the team a bunch of times on Tuesday night. We went to, no, heavy Monday night. We went to Crust Brewing 
right. and we, we had we had dinner there and it just happened to be trivia, trivia night so we yeah. played trivia which is super cool they have a dueling piano bar there they have a tiki tiki bar yeah they have salt water yeah. kings bub city bub city so thursday night <laughs> thursday night there was a band so there's just so much to do there yeah and because of the location being kind of central and it being so close to o'hare it is always the best attended national because it's super easy to get to. Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I love all that. I, I love, I said, I'm there at least three, four times a year as is outside the national. So to me, sign me up every year there. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. Once you get there, it's great. It's the getting there and then getting back home, which is, is the gruesome part. Cause you go, go to war for a week and then you got to drive a little bit of distance and it can't, it just, your body's, your body's oh, ready. To, it's, it's been a few days Shut since down. we've been back. I'm still exhausted. Yeah. Like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot less pep in my step right now. I'm kind of have the same for both of you. You guys aren't exactly as crazy as you normally would be. So, Very but that's just it. It takes a lot out of you, but it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Tom said, hanging out with the team, and a lot of it is like getting to hang out with people at, that we work with that maybe we don't get to talk to as much, and mm-hmm. become, you develop new relationships just internally, and Absolutely. that's really and that's really cool too. There's just so much to it, and. Like I said, that's why it's our Super Bowl, basically. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we really connected on it, so nothing to complain about. Uh, looking forward to next year, for sure. Um, do you have any final national thoughts that you wanted to get to? Well, I'll just say um, we actually talked about buying from the public. Um, on Monday, or not Monday, so Monday we set up, set up the main corporate booth. Tuesday, Wednesday, I did get to walk the floor and get to buy from some of our big dealers. And uh, it was great. Um I wish I would have had more time to see all of them because I obviously didn't get to buy from everybody. Nope. Uh, but did a ton of good deals. Uh, did my first $100,000 deal on a show floor, which was cool. Uh, no, it doesn't well, count. Damn, not technically. technically. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. Uh, but just bought so much stuff. Uh, I, I feel bad for our processing team uh, over the next probably two weeks here as they have to process the over 6,000 cards that we bought this week. You know, it's almost like when the IRS hires more people just for that seasonal thing. <laughs> Perhaps we should hire about 12 more just to get through the, again, what was the final number of cards we sold or, or bought? bought? I'm sorry, bought. 6,007. Okay. So you basically averaged almost 1,000 a day. For how much? For, what was the total amount that we spent? So um, I'm going to let the cat out the bag a little bit here. Um, it got to Saturday morning and we had spent 900,000 uh which was already kind of over what our our intended spend was um so we were kind of at the point we we're going to get cut off and i was like you know what i'm i'm going to try a play here and i'm <laughs> i said i'm i'm going to say hey if we if you give us another 100,000 dollar budget we can say we spent a million dollars at the national and that play worked <laughs> um like a charm so we spent over a million dollars at the national. Um, <laughs> like I said, last year we spent. Well, I don't think people like people don't understand that. That means between the what four of us that actually bought cards, a million dollars, three and a half, a million dollars in cash went through our. Well, through not, our hands it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't all cash. What do you mean? It, it wasn't all cash. all cash. There, there was some non-cash deals done. What? Yeah. Some nonsense. Oh, you did a check with. Um, yes, that's right. No, I understand. Uh, yes. There was Damn some, it, it was not all, it was not all cash. But it sounds so much cooler that way. I yeah. know, I know, but it wasn't, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of cash. 
Um, yeah, but not all, but not all cash. Um, we actually, there'll be a social post on our, our deal that put us over. We did a, a partial cash, partial check deal. So we have to do a kind of a, a check as the the millionth dollar. Spent. I should have thought of this ahead of time. We get one of those mega giant publishers. Oh my yeah, gosh, checks. That would be it. the best. That would be one. so yeah. sick. So um, for next year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. The old chamber. So yeah, last year we spent like 800,000. So we kind of, we actually were really more focused this year than we were last year. Yeah, um, last year, we, last year we made a mistake that many, many people bought and we bought a lot of Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, that Matt wasn't Jones. so good. Matt Jones, not great, but it's still, still better usable. than Zach Wilson. Um, we did also buy a ton of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So that worked out. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but uh, we were definitely more focused this year on what we were buying. So I actually anticipated us spending a little less. Um, and then I kind of went nuts the first couple of days and yeah. spent a lot of money. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure like half of our buys are from you, right? Approximately. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, so uh, that was cool to, to say that we spent a million dollars at the national. Um, like I said, I, first national, I think Tyler and I spent combined like 52,000 or something like that. That's like you, one deal now. I know. You bad boys. You, <laughs> like, you I, that, bad boys. Literally our first national, Tyler had been doing HP card for about six weeks to eight weeks. I had literally started like three weeks before and Adam walked us around the floor for an hour. I think I've said the story before and said, all right, here's, t- here's $10,000. Let me know when you need more. Spent the 10,000, came back. They looked at a handful of deals, said, okay, that looks good. Here's more money. And I was petrified. Like, I I don't, I, I don't, like I said, I literally was in cards for three weeks. I had not, it wasn't like I was a collector. Like, there's so many people that I feel like don't work for Hip Parade that I could say, hey, come buy for Hip Parade and could buy for Hip Parade in like two days and be fine. There's so many yep. really good buyers and sell to us all the time, already know what we want. There was none of that. There was a guy who liked sports, who did, did work on the memorabilia side uh, that collected ki- cards when he was 10 years old in the early nineties. And uh, yeah, go have fun. So the seat, like I said, once again, to see where we were, see where we are mm-hmm. now is, is crazy. The Panini party was also really cool too. That, yeah, was, that was a good time. Was big boy was there from outcast and Diplo. Diplo was good. He just didn't have the correct setting. <laughs> I don't think Big Boy did either, to be honest with you. <laughs> Not at all. But it was just really cool to kind of be, to see and listen to all, you know, all the songs you grew up on with Big Boy and Outkast and stuff like that. It was just very nostalgic. Yeah, I, awesome. I, I got to walk in basically with Keyshawn Johnson, so that was kind of cool. I like yeah. it with that reads. That's cool. What up, Big Key? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys say hi to him at least? Yeah. I said hello. He, yeah, he kind of was like, yeah, so, yeah, 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 but uh, bye. Yeah, but it was, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's always a, a cool event. Um, once again, it, it, it the ride out there was kind of rough because it was yeah, like an hour yeah, away. An hour, yeah. Now, I did take a nice little 20-minute power nap, which probably nice. helped. Uh, but it's it's cool. The, the setup, you you walk in there. They got the red carpet. They got the big panini thing. Um, it's it's cool. It's, it's a cool party. Year, but it was good. It's, it's a cool party, and yeah. I uh, always appreciate the ability that we get to go. Um, I know a lot of people would love to go and don't Absolutely. have that, that chance. So really cool that we get to do that um and once again you're walking around with a lot of the who's who's in the industry and you're you can talk to people um i had a lot of really good conversations learned some things while i was there so once again always always good i saw you busy does this happen to you 
at these type of things. It has to because it started happening to me where people are walking up to you and saying like, oh, Tom, what's going on? Are you having a blast? And you have no clue who they are. Because I'm starting to have people like, Joe, oh my God, you know, you bought for me here. And like, I don't remember this human being at all. But they know who I am, that I work for Hip Parade. <laughs> and they're like talking to me like, and you best friends for like 100 years. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. So for the most part, I'm great with faces and I will recognize them and say, yep, I know. I, I remember doing deals with you. I am terrible with names and st- and and it's to a oh hey yeah. you yeah oh. <laughs> my, my, my 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 guys, there, my there, guys. there's guys I bought from four or five times and they call, and they leave him like oh shit what was his name <laughs> like <laughs> I know I know like it, it happens we steal with so many people but for the most part um, I know I, I recognize most people but it definitely happens um, I guess I'll see so many people during the show it's, it's just like a blur I say, I say the one thing I one thing I don't like which happens sometimes. <sighs> Um, is people will do a deal with me or whatever, and they recognize me, and then they'll use my name to try to like skip the mass, skip the line, line, or oh, I know Tom. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and and listen. Once again, if if you do know me and you want to do a deal with me, just just reach out to me. If you have, I've given my number out to a lot of people or my card. Text me on the side. I'll I'll do whatever I can. If I got to meet you somewhere else, we want to do a deal. I'm I'm there. Um, but it's tough for our guys that that are working a booth for the first time or don't know everybody and you're going up and saying i know tom i should get this um it it, it bothered me because it, it it definitely ruffled some of the guys uh feathers that were in line it definitely put some of our people in bad spots um so that's a little bit frustrating I, I agree. I, but typically when people drop those names they actually don't know you yeah you know what I they mean? just know who you're, right, you're like, tom from i HP. know the owner I want to talk, you know, Where's so owner you, Tom? you actually Wait don't know the owner. I follow Tom from HP on Instagram. We're friends. Right. Stuff like Wait, that. Thank like, you for all of you, all 12 of you that follow me. I appreciate it. That's not a shot at you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. So that was half hour on the national. <laughs> Next yeah. year it'll be Cleveland and it'll be. Back to Chicago. So Chicago's every other year. And then they had the big vote. Um, so so we get the results of the vote? I do not have a results yet. Um it could be back. It could be back to Atlantic City. Um, Atlantic City is offering some big um, incentives. incentives no incentives to try to keep people there and trying to reduce prices for people to make it there. Uh, because, like I said, there was a lot of people that weren't thrilled last year. Yeah, don't price them um, so they're going to try to stay in the game. Atlanta was thrown out as a as an opportunity. Atlanta. So that would be good. Um, would it be like a sixteen hour drive? Well, it, it, <laughs> true. My my yeah, my bigger concern be. is in the middle of August or beginning of August. Oh, it's got to be a thousand twelve degrees, and it was hot enough in Chicago this year, yeah. Um, yeah. or potentially back to Chicago. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so it's Cleveland, Chicago, and then we'll we'll find out. I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, other stuff happened in sports. Do we want to get into that? Yeah, yeah, let's talk a little bit of sports. It, you know, it's the dog days of summer, but we are starting to, to amp up here. Uh, yeah, so Major League Baseball had its trade deadline. Um, when was it exactly? I feel like it doesn't matter. It, it was yesterday. They don't Tuesday, even have a trade deadline, Tuesday though, because evening. you can still make trades and it's like waivers happen and other stuff. Yes. Baseball's weird and everything. So, yeah, so now if someone gets traded and they get waived and they don't get claimed, they can get traded. It's it's weird. Yeah, everything's been. But um, Patrick, you got a list of notable trades. Yeah, some notable notables. Um, the Mets uh, traded Max Scherzer to the Rangers on Saturday. Uh, Lewis Lucas Giolito, Lucas Giolito, White Sox to the Angels. He just Lance got blown Lynn, up today. White Sox to Dodgers. Jordan Montgomery 
Cardinals, the Rangers, Jordan Hicks, Cardinals, the Blue Jays. Um, let's see what we got. And we got uh, Verlander going from the Mets to the Astros. Uh, we have Michael Lorenzen. Phillies added the Tigers. So the Phillies added the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen. Uh, the Orioles added right-hander Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals. You got a point about that. The Marlins traded for White Sox slugger Joe Berg. Joe, sorry, Jake Berger. I'm having a rough yeah. time today. And Guardians first baseman Josh Bell. The D-backs got Tommy Pham from the Mets. The Blue Jays traded for Cardinals Paul DeJong after Bo Bichette's injury. The Padres get Rich Hill. Who wants him? And Jimen Choi from the Pirates. Basically, that's yeah. So trade deadline, and I'm a little, I'm a little sad that the Yankees weren't put in there, but uh, I'm waiting for the off season because Brian Cashman usually signs players at, uh, on the off season, the year that he signs his extensions. <laughs> so he just signed his extensions. So this off season, I expect to see some big time moves from him. So um, my biggest takeaway from the trade deadline is I feel bad for Angels fans. So they decide, hey, we're not trading Shohei. We're staying with them, and we're going to add. And they added a bunch of pieces. Great. You're making a run for it. And then the Rangers say, yep, great. We're going to go get Max Scherzer, who's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And then the Astros goes, oh, yeah, and we're going to go get Verlander back, one of the best pitchers in baseball. And good luck catching us to make the playoffs. Best pitchers in baseball, but they're on the Mets, who are terrible. So, like, eh. I mean, if they were so great, like, wouldn't the Mets theoretically be better? Maybe they're just old and almost washed. It's called... The Mets. I know. It's, like <laughs> it just, it's like, it, when you said I'm going to feel bad for somebody, I was like, here comes the Mets. And yeah, you're like, no, I feel no. bad for the Angels because they still have Shohei. Wait, no. What? But, but, you, but you could, they could definitely lose him after this year for basically nothing. They decided we're going to make a push. And they're, I think they're like five games behind the Astros and Rangers who are like within a game apart. And both those guys just added aces to their team. Mm-hmm. And I know they haven't pitched as, as well as they have in the past, but you're telling me with the game on the line, you know, big game, you'd like to have that guy guy in your lineup. They've, they've won many, many big games. I feel bad for the Angels fans because their front office is terrible. How you can have two of the best baseball players on the same team when all, usually teams only have one, if that. Yeah. you got two, and you can't dominate. You can't they theoretically have three because Otani counts twice. Yeah. It yeah. just does. It's, it's, so, I feel so bad for that. Fan fan shit yeah. out there. It's it's got to be so frustrating to watch you. But it's, it's having like almost like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and not making the playoffs. Yeah, you're gonna be like, what is going on here? But Multiple it, years. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's good to see you know you know like I said the Orioles added Jack Flaherty that hopefully he he kind of refines his form from a few years ago. But you have the Orioles adding, you have the Marlins adding. You have the Diamondbacks adding a bunch of these teams that we were talking about beginning of the year. Like, hey, they've had a good start, but we'll we'll see how well they do. You know, come midseason, whatever. And here they are uh, at the trade deadline, buyers yeah. uh, and making a run. I mean, they see the opportunity happening. I mean, the Yankees are doing terrible this year. The majority of the teams that are typically in the playoffs aren't doing great, minus the you know Astros and stuff like that. Yeah, it, you know, like I said, I looked today the Orioles. Second record, eh, second best record in baseball. Only three games behind the the Braves for best record in baseball. It's awesome, and it's it's crazy because I thought this year was a year that they would be. Hey, they should they should be able to compete for a wild card. They should they yeah. should be able to make the playoffs. Uh, and here we are, uh, August 
second as we're August third. I don't even know the national just blurs it's a it all. It's a, it's a third because when they when we release it, it's the third, yeah, right? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> uh, but here they are, first place in the division and second best team in baseball. It, it's it's great. It baseball has been fun this year. So many of the top prospects have come out and played really well, as we've said before. And I think it's going to be a really fun kind of race to the end. Oh, for sure. And uh, just to touch on it, none of these moves really do anything in terms of the card world and values changing because it's nobody really – like Verlander and Scherzer are the biggest names, arguably, right? Yeah. And that isn't really right. – really Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest news was Otani staying for the hobby. Yeah, Um it's for good now. for now. I, I, listen, you said about Cashman spending money. Let, let, <laughs> each year he signed an extension, there has been massive changes to the lineup. He signed an extension. I'm like, here we go. And then I see last night he's sleeping on the fuck, the, the sidewalk. <laughs> he's sleeping on the sidewalk to raise uh, awareness for homeless people. Um, I'm like, can you please be in your office making phone calls? But uh, yeah, the the, the summer. Will be the winter of Otani. Um, the the hype and the amount of traction him going anywhere is going to be is going to be insane. Yeah. Um, as a Yankee hater, I would hate to see him end up on the Yankees. That short portion, right? Field. But for the hobby, Stop. for the Stop. hobby, <laughs> what a great yeah. landing oh. spot for him. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be the winner of Otani where where he ends up. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun. Um, the only other thing that really happens is that NFL training camps opened. There's not really too much to touch on yet. Just some the usual stuff that happens here where people are starting to look really good in camp and everybody is a Super Bowl contender for now. So I don't think anything too much happened. Joe Burrow got hurt a little bit, but so how about okay. let's talk about that for a minute. Um on the show floor, um all of a sudden Hero Burrow got hurt. Joe Burrow got hurt. Joe. Panic spreads. Panic set spreads. People are buying, selling. All of a sudden, it's like, what do you do? Uh, Trent, shout out to Trent. He came over to our booth just to tell me, hey, did you know that Burrow got hurt? Like, went out of his way to come tell us that to make sure that we knew when we were buying that he was potentially hurt nice. and we weren't overweight. Like, he doesn't have to do that. There's there's no way. Like, and he walked over to me to tell me, uh, which was great. But it was a, it was a really awkward couple hours as people were trying to figure out like, is he done done? Is he just hurt for a little bit? You know, people, you know, we were talking our booth, like Bill's fans, like, you know, it's probably not great for the hobby, but if he's out for the year, that's not the worst thing. Like it's one of those things that was, it was one of those aha moments of the national where everyone like stopped what they were doing. Uh, to talk about it. Well, nobody stopped what they were doing. They just talked about it. (laughs) True. So we got to get out of here. Uh, Patrick, it's time for your final thought. What you got, buddy? My final thoughts. (laughs) I don't have too many of them right now. Just being being bent out of shape for the national. Um, I was happy to be a part of the national. Let's go with that. Uh, Uh, I was in, I know I missed uh, being a part of uh, the hit parade booth, but the David Adams booth was always popping. Um, it was it was cool to see a different side of the the coin, if you will, because like last year I was with Hit Parade, so watching the the madness that ensues as soon as those doors open at the David Adams booth is a different animal, and you can't describe it or understand it until you've actually been in it. And uh, it was, uh, I mean, people were clearing out product at the David Adams booth as it was opening, just 
we're, we're you drop things in waves and people are like, I'll take the whole wave. All done. <laughs> Let's go right now. And here's the cash. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be See back you. tomorrow morning. They're back tomorrow morning. Take the whole wave again. And again, and again, it's just depressing, impressive okay. to see, but it was, uh, can't wait to be in Cleveland next year for the drive home. And yeah. it was just nice. <laughs> right. Uh, Tom, what do you got for your final thoughts? So, uh, I'm going to break the rules. Shocker. I'm going to have two final thoughts. <laughs> uh, the first one just be real quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who came to the booth this week. Um, uh, whether you were buying, whether you were selling, where you just said, hello, um, can't thank everybody enough. Um, overwhelmed with the reception we got. So thank you to everybody. Thank you all. And now my second final thought, as Joe said, this is hype season for every young player in the NFL, every player who is on the bubble or competing with somebody else. And it's just great because we're about to get to fantasy time. And I love fantasy football. Um, already had some some drafts starting in some dynasty leagues. I'm and, on the clock now. You got to hurry up. <laughs> and it is, it is, it's just so much fun. And it is hype time. And people are out there buying players because they heard that this guy's in the best shape of his life, um, even though that he's 20 pounds heavier than he was last year. <laughs> but it is, uh, it's a fun time in football and looking forward to a – Podcast soon as we probably do some kind of fantasy football draft. Oh, absolutely. We'll be doing there's no doubt in my mind we'll be doing fantasy stuff. Um my final thought is pretty much national based too. Uh like I said, I didn't really get to leave the booth much, but that didn't mean I didn't get to like meet people that I've been talking to or from the hobby that I haven't seen or people that I work with on exclusives. Like like I told you, like Breezy and Money Moose came by. It was awesome getting to talk to them for all of 13 seconds, but it was cool to again just put names to faces instead of just emails. Um, there were people that I've known for years that I, I haven't like met just from like online things or whatever. And they were coming to the booth and they, I got to meet them and take pictures with them. And just like, again, just so many new people I got to meet. And it's like I said, it's overwhelming. Everything was overwhelming. I think that's why I'm still tired. My brain's still just like, you did too much. You need to, we're retaining a lot of information here, but it was just a great time. And you know, you cut Tom already kind of said it. Thank you to everybody who came out to the booth. Thank you to everybody who just, even if you're just, whether you were buying, selling, or hanging out and watching other people do stuff, um, it was still fun. It was an experience. We got to hang out. Everybody did a great job. Um, yeah, I have no complaints except for that. I really need a nap. So I'm going to go take that now, and uh, <laughs> that's about it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, if you have any uh, comments, you can email us at podcast at hipparaycollection.com. That would be fantastic. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, we didn't even get... Sorry we didn't see you last week because we never got to record our podcast. We didn't mention that. We had it set up, but then everything happened and it just happened to we couldn't even record, which we said might have happened, so we're sorry for not having one out last week. So you get this one, and we'll be back next week at our regularly scheduled time. See you guys later. Peace. Bye.